Welcome in on another episode in the Movie Buffs podcast. My name is Tyler Valencia and I have a new kind of series here. Something I'm trying out with the podcast and it's a, a working title, I'm going to call it. Entourage style, working title. Right now I have it titled What to Watch and I'm going to be going through some series but also movies that might interest you. Month of October 2023. A lot of things are in the horror genre right now. People prepping for Halloween, throwing on their favorite scary movie, or checking out what's in theaters right now. So I thought I'd do an episode that maybe you're like me and you have a wife that's not the biggest fan of horror films. And so you're still looking for things to watch, even hoping new things come out at the theaters, or even jogging your memory to see. If uh, you can think of what's been on your watch list. So as always, thank you for listening in on the Movie Buffs podcast. If you ever miss a piece of this episode, you can always catch it up on our YouTube channel. And while you're there, make sure that you subscribe to the channel as we are trying to grow all our different profiles. Now, the three things I'm going to go over are Flora and Son, Sex Education Season 4, and The Holdovers. And with all of these, there's no particular order. So I'm just going to go one by one that I went through, made some notes about, and uh, gave a couple summaries with them. With a few of these, with two out of three of them, I've seen them. The third one I can't have seen yet because it uh, hasn't come out yet, but it's still one of those ones that I want to put on your radar for the future so that you can honestly support small movies like this. The first one, let's go through this, Flora and Son. And this was one that my wife and I have been pretty excited for. And we saw it, let me think, two Saturdays ago from the time of this recording. Now, it released in September on Apple TV, but it did have a screening at one theater out here in the greater Phoenix metropolitan where I live. So we made a whole day out of it. We uh, went up and had a, a lunch, scratch that. We actually <laughs> were running late that day. So we went straight to the movie and then we had a lunch out in a nicer area. <laughs> so no going early for lunch. And so with this one, we, we were looking forward to it because of the director. This director, John Carney, he's done movies like Sing Street, or these are the movies, Sing Street, Begin Again, and Once, and they all have some type of music element in that. And somebody that I was recently talking to about this, he asked me, what do you mean like music element? Because a lot of, every movie has a, a soundtrack, a composer, and with his movies in particular, there's a band being started or some type of musical journey that the protagonist goes through. Uh, maybe it's a few protagonists. And so with his movies, they're often you're tapping your foot the whole time. They're making music and you're like, oh, wow, that's so cool. And so it's one of those or all of them. They're feel good movies. And so with this one, uh, we were very excited. And I think I, I believe I'd seen this on his IMDb before and with the preview I made it seem that this one had more of a little DJ element with it and this story it was much different than any of the previous ones I will say that one of the features or elements of it that are not the same in the other ones is there's a little more explicit uh, language in it and that's not a, a bad thing necessarily uh 
I don't mind it, but there might be, maybe if you're watching with your parents and maybe they're a little old school, they not they might not appreciate some of the comments and uh, language in this movie. Let me read you the IMDb summary. Follows a Flora, a single mom who is at her, who is at war with her son Max, trying to find a hobby for Max. She rescues a guitar from a dumpster and finds that one person's trash can be a family salvation. Now alone sounds great. Sounds like a great story. It's gonna be a good movie and. I don't want to give, I'm not going to give my recommendation with this one. I want everybody to see it, regardless of what I think of it. Um, see the other movies by John Carney, because I guarantee you're going to like them if you like music and if you like good stories. And if uh, you don't have coal in your pocket, or was that coal, a coal heart or a black heart, you're going to like these movies. This cast has Eve Hewson, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I swear that's always a mouthful for me. And whenever I have to say his name, I'm just like, what? I'm trying to piece them together. But uh, thankfully, I have it in front of me. Oren Kinlan and then Jack Raynor. Like all of John Carney's films, there's a twist. I want to say it's a twist with the endings. It's not what you expect. It's not a Disney ending. It's not a. It's not always a happy ending. Yes, good things do happen at the end of some of his movies, but it's not usually what you expect. And I'm beating around the bush right now with what happens in this one in particular, because it's it's a unique characteristic. And I think those are things that audiences enjoy, the non-fairy tale, the non-Disney ending with this. So again, this one is available on Apple TV. You can go if you right now, if you haven't already, go watch it. It's a rather quickish movie. I don't think it's too long. I think it might be an hour and a half, hour 40. I think I think it's an hour 41, to be honest. And hopefully you enjoy it and you come back and tell me what you think. Feeling inspired by hosts Ron and Tyler? This episode of the Movie Buffs podcast is brought to you by the YouTube workout channel, Time to Train Fitness. With all things YouTube, it's free. Jump into a bar class, crank out a cycling workout, or pump out a strength session. Everything you need to work out for free at home. Check out the description and subscribe today. You heard the promo about Time to Train Fitness and you're thinking, how do I get some dumbbells? There's really only two products that I recommend when it comes to at-home fitness. And one of those are the Core Home Fitness Adjustable Dumbbells. If you're already following the YouTube workouts, these are the dumbbells that I use, me, Tyler, and you've probably seen me adjust them between the weights super fast. Along with adjusting quickly, they go from five pounds to 50 pounds and feel great in the hands. Head to the link in the description and grab yourself a pair. You have the free workouts on YouTube and will now have the dumbbells to help you reach your fitness goals. Moving on here to a series that uh, I was actually looking forward and part of the reason why I made this what to watch is I was trying to figure out a way to fit all of these different things that I watched into an episode because frankly, I just don't have enough time to do a instant reaction for all of these or a breakdown for all of these. And I was like, oh, wait, why don't I do a what to watch? I think that'll be a good way to fit all these in there. This sex education season four is available on Netflix. If you've seen the previous seasons, I think you're going to enjoy this one season four. They all have the same uh, themes. And with this series in particular, sex education, I think it does the best at 
tough subjects or topics that I'll say make people uncomfortable. That is LGBTQ, teen sex and pregnancy, mental health, family communication, and representation. Those things, I know some people might be, uh, they, they don't like watching those. And I know that that's why sometimes we get some arguments with new Disney movies that are coming out. And this series does the best at it, in my opinion, of out what's out there. Uh, do I watch everything? No. But of what I've seen, I think they do a fantastic job. The creator of this is Lori Nunn. I, I, when I checked her out on IMDb, this was her main, uh, the main series or main show that she had created and, and written for. I'm going to read for you the IMDb storyline here. Socially awkward high school student Otis may have not may not have much experience in love make in the lovemaking department. I'm stumbling over my words here, but he gets good guidance on the topic in his personal sex ed course. Living with mom Jean, who is a sex therapist, being surrounded by manuals, videos, and tediously open conversations about sex, Otis has become a, a reluctant expert on the subject. When his classmates learn about his home life. Otis decides to use his insider knowledge to improve his status at school. So he teams up with whip smart bad girl Maeve to set up an underground sex therapy clinic to deal with their classmates' problems. But through his analysis of teenage sexuality, Otis realizes that he may need some therapy of his own. I realized when I put this down on my outline that this is actually more of the first season's um, storyline. With season four, if you did watch, I'm going to kind of, uh, as I always say, beat around the bush with this. In season four, it's kind of what's happening after the the effects or the uh, repercussions of season three. In season three, something happens at their school, so they have to basically go somewhere else. And, and this one deals with that, with meeting new friends, uh, integrating into a new school. And this school has its own quirks about it, its own uniqueness about it. Well, uh, let me give you the cast for this because it does have a pretty stacked cast. Uh, Jillian Anderson is a part of this, Scully, um, if you watch The X-Files. Uh, Asa Butterfield, Emma Mackey, and Nakuti Gatwa. And I, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that one. Um, he is actually the... New Doctor Who. I don't watch Doctor Who, but that is what my wife had told me. What, uh, one of the things I did want to throw in for this episode and talking about sex education season four was it probably had the best endings to a series. I feel like that's always a big topic point. And I mean, talk about Dexter, Sopranos. Um, those are the big two. Uh, Maybe Game of Thrones, I guess, uh, but different series out there that the endings, they're talked about, they're scrutinized because they're just awful. This was probably one of the best endings to a series that I've ever seen. The cast that I just read, they're all, there's probably no way that they can do another five, another season or two more seasons. They're all grown into big actors and actresses, stacked cast. One of the things that I pointed out, one of the actors uh, that's in it, his mom's in the show powerhouses straight up powerhouses within their own right and so the smaller characters that are in this one are even big so there's no way i feel like this series could have gone longer than four seasons so the fact that they wrapped it up the way that they did it was honestly one of the most solid jobs i've ever seen at it 
with the cast, and I only read four people from it, but there's a lot of people that you're going to recognize now seeing out in popular movies, popular series across the board. Uh, somebody that might be interested in this one is maybe they're a little more open-minded. They're more accepting of different audiences, different shows, because it does have, again, all those topics that I just mentioned that some that sometimes make people uncomfortable. I think it's a fantastic series. It, it's, it's one of the best ones out there and one of my favorite shows, and I'm sad to see that it's gone. But again, I mentioned stacked cast that there's no way it could continue because of all the great actors and actresses that are a part of it. The last what to watch here, and this one, <laughs> I obviously haven't seen it because it hasn't come out yet, The Holdovers. And I don't know the best way to start this, this one because <laughs> it's kind of weird because I put it on my list because I like one of the movies that the director did. The director is Alexander Payne, and he did Sideways. And my other buff, my co-host, Ron, would tell you that I had some weird obsession with that movie, which is true. And we all went, uh, Ron, his wife, my wife, we we all went on the Sideways tour. Um, and we had a great time doing it. We went to the area that's in, the area that's in the film. We went to the restaurant. We walked home. Or yeah, we did. We walked back to the hotel from, <laughs> with the song playing from the from the movie. And I don't know why I like that movie. It's not even. Is it good? Yeah, but is it a fan? Is it like the best movie ever? No, no by by no means. And some people will probably won't even like it. And they'll be like, "What are you talking about, Tyler?" But uh, I also did watch Hung on HBO. I saw that he was a executive producer, and I think he direct or he did direct the first episode. Um, with this one, let me read you the IMDb story. But again, this movie stars Paul Giamatti, which that combo uh, together makes me want to watch it and put it on my list and put it on my radar. The IMDb st summary here, or story. Nobody likes teacher Paul Hunham, who's Paul Giamatti, not his students, not his fellow, fellow faculty, not the headmaster who all find his pomposity and rigidity ex exasperating. Oof. That's some big words in this one. With no family and nowhere to go over Christmas holiday in 1970, Paul remains at school to supervise students unable to journey home. After a few days, only one student holdover remains, a troublemaking 15-year-old named Angus, a good student whose bad behavior always threatens to get him expelled. Joining Paul and Angus is head cook Mary, an African-American woman who caters to sons of privilege and whose own son was recently lost in Vietnam. These three very different shipwrecked people form an unlikely Christmas family sharing comic misadventures during two very snowy weeks in New England. The real journey is how they help one another understand that they are not beholden to their past. They can choose their own futures. Sounds fantastic. Sounds great. And again, that combo is what makes me want to see it. With some of the other movies that Alexander Payne has done, I wasn't too uh, into them or I didn't even watch them. I think one of them was uh, The Expendables. I think that the one that's with uh, George Clooney. I don't know. Uh, this one does release at the end of this month, October 27th. So again, haven't seen it yet. Looking forward to seeing this one. And so far, just looking at it and the people that have seen it, 
it is rating pretty highly. I mean, the, the scores that are out right now, they're most likely going to be going down on IMDb as an 8 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes as a 96. So most likely they'll be going down because it was pretty high. But who knows? Maybe they'll stay there. And it will be another cult classic like the other ones that are done by Alexander Payne. So that has been it for this What to Watch October 2023. Hope you enjoyed this new kind of episode that I'm doing here. Again, working title, trying to put some things down to wrap up a few of the series, movies that I've seen or want to see and get some content out there for our audience. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. A lot of options out there for podcasts. And I always appreciate you tuning in and listening. 